0: Welcome to episode 50 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to was one of my favorite pieces of music to ever come out of a Game Boy, Surface of SR388. It comes from a game that's maybe a little misunderstood, and one that's had a very interesting path of remakes, including two very different high profile ones from two very different backgrounds. Prepare for some genocide as we dive into and compare the music of Metroid 2 Return of Samus for Game Boy, AM2R for the PC, and Metroid Samus Returns for the Nintendo 3DS. Ah, so real quick before we get started proper, uh, I wanted to cover week we got some fan mail. Yes, people do listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not just us.
0: Uh over on our Facebook page from a gentleman named Gabriel Mara, uh he sent us a message that says, "Hello, wave back. I've become a huge fan of the show since hearing Chris's appearance on the Whip Around." Uh, I guess started on the... Uh, Guest starred. Yeah, that's fun. I guessed on a, <laughs> a, a sh- podcast called The Whip Around from a, a fellow Geekade alum, uh, Dave DiOrio. It's a really great podcast with uh, just some fun guys talking about all kinds of weird topics, but I digress. Back to the, the message. Said says, your Halloween episodes and the Black Friday one brought me so much damn joy. It took me back to my high school days sitting in the computer lab and listening to that online radio station that played only video game music, uh, VGFM or something. I can't remember. I think what you're talking about is... Um, 8-Bit FM, if I remember correctly. I I used to listen to uh, an internet radio station called 8-Bit FM, and that's where I heard... A lot of really awesome game music and remixes I hadn't heard before. Uh, I don't think they're still around, or if they are, they're not the way they used to work. But that might be what you were talking about. Anyway, a quick request, if I can make one. I have yet to listen to your Blaster Master episode, so sorry if you already went into this. But the composer of that game, Naoki Kodaka, also wrote one of my all-time favorite video game scores that I think has since faded from any kind of public memory, the NES adaptation of Gremlins 2, the new batch. That entire soundtrack is a destroyer. Attached this link, and he linked uh, to uh, some YouTube youtube videos. I do not think it will disappoint. Keep up the great work, Gabriel Mara of the Slow Readers and Sex and Violence podcasts, which I will check out since Absolutely. Um, you were nice enough to yeah, Matt and I should should check out your show since you were nice enough to check out ours. Uh I have since listened to the uh Gremlins 2 soundtrack and it, he is not wrong. It is it is a destroyer. It is awesome. It's really cool. Uh, And I even did a little bit more uh, poking around. It turns out that it seems uh, Kodaka also did the completely different Game Boy version of the soundtrack, which has a very different feel, Mm. but it's still pretty darn good. So thank you very much for uh, opening my eyes to that. I love Naoki Kodaka's work, uh, and I haven't exhausted it because, you know, I'm... Yeah, yeah. Just like when Matt surprised me with David Wise's Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> I tend to ignore if it's a license game. I didn't really mess with. I just they just don't stick in my head for some reason. It's something I should actually check out, and that is uh, seems to be a pretty big hole in my uh, my library. So thank you very much, Gabriel, for listening, and thank you for writing in.
1: Yeah, man, really appreciate it. Uh, uh, I'm definitely gonna give his his podcast a listen because, you know, I used to be a slow reader, so you know maybe it'll it'll speak to me.
0: <laughs> I still am a slow reader. So I hope it does speak to me because I don't want to read it. <laughs>
1: um Maybe you know what, maybe we'll even uh we can maybe do an episode about the uh Gremlins two soundtrack. I, I personally I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Um but uh maybe we'll do a Gremlins two episode and we can we can let everybody in on this quote-unquote destroyer soundtrack.
0: Not a bad idea. I have already added it to my excruciatingly long list of episodes I want to do. Yeah, man. But it is on the list. Uh, and so
1: I feel like we're going to have some kind of moment when it's going to be like that Twilight Zone episode with Burgess Meredith and it's, you know, the whole world destroys and here you are, <laughs> you and I are with our podcasting equipment in, we had all the time and then it breaks and we're we had all the time you know the get...
0: internet goes away yeah. there was time now
1: <laughs> we just end up crying into each other's arms or something
0: <laughs> all right so so let's get down to business here this is probably not going to be a short one so let's no. let's let's get to work here all right yeah. this is an episode I've wanted to do for a while now. Uh, actually, right after Metroid Samus Returns came out last year, but scheduling got in the way. It then mm-hmm. seemed like the perfect thing to do for our 50th episode, because Matt and I are both humongous Metroid fans. Is that yes, sir. That, that is that is correct?
1: Oh, hands down. One of my favorite uh, franchises.
0: Metroid 2 Return of Samus has some really cool music in it, but a lot of it is actually just ambient noise, and that works great in the game itself, but not so much for an episode of Waveback. So um, I thought it would, be cool to do another comparison episode uh similar to what we did for like legend of zelda or other games where there isn't a ton of music in it to really fill an episode so um we're going to be listening to different versions of the same songs from metroid 2 and its two most prominent remakes am2r and metroid samus returns so matt hit us with some history uh with pleasure
1: get my reading voice on Metroid 2 Return of Samus was released for the Game Boy in November of 1991 in the United States, January 92 in Japan, and May 1992 in Europe. As the first sequel to the NES Famicom classic Metroid, the game had a lot to live up to. Fortunately, the folks at Nintendo R&D 1 were up to the challenge, and the game they came up with was very impressive, especially for the time. The sprites were large and detailed, the physics were similar to the NES original, and Samus' moveset were greatly expanded with the ability to duck and shoot downward in midair. There were new items like the spider ball and the spazer beam that became series mainstays, and thanks to the Game Boy's monochromatic screen being unable to show a color change when you get the Varia suit, Samus' giant shoulder pads made their first appearance here as well. The limitations of the Game Boy did create a whole new set of issues for the title, such as many locations looking the same and short draw distances thanks to the large sprites. But those problems aside, Metroid 2 still managed to come out as a remarkable Game Boy title that is still very playable today.
0: The game's music was composed by Ryoji, I think I'm saying this right, Ryoji Yoshitomi, who has quite an interesting career under his belt. As a composer, as a compoter, yes, <laughs> as a composer, as a composer. <laughs> As a composer, he's written music for games like Mario Clash for the Virtual Boy, Wario Land Super Mario Land 3 for the Game Boy, and was also involved in games like Star Fox Zero and Wii Fit U for the Wii U, and even ARMS for Nintendo Switch. According to VGMPH.com, he was also involved in the Game Boy games Alleyway, Baseball, Golf, and F1 race, but his exact role in those games is unknown.
1: AM2R, or another Metroid 2 remake, was officially released on August 6, 2016 for Windows PCs. Way back in 2004, Nintendo released a full-blown remake of the original Metroid on the Game Boy Advance called Metroid Zero Mission. The game was a huge hit with Metroid fans, and it didn't take long for them to start clamoring for Metroid 2 Return of Samus to get the same treatment. However, that treatment never came. Several homebrew developers started undertaking their own Metroid 2 remakes with varying degrees of quality and completeness, but nobody ever really managed to accomplish what Nintendo did with the Zero Mission. Then a man named, and I apologize in advance if I butcher this, Milton Gowasty. Gowasty. Sure. Operating under the pseudonym Dr. M64, decided to take matters into his own hands. The process took the better part of ten years to complete, and the help and guidance of several outside sources, but the end result was worth the wait. Metroid fans and critics alike raved about the game upon its release. Nintendo, though, issued a DMCA takedown notice a few days after its release, though, which officially put an end to its existence.
0: The timing of their DMCA has always led me to believe that they not only noticed, but respected Dr. M64's work. They could have stopped the game before it made its way onto the internet if they wanted to. Its impending release was certainly high-profile enough that there's no reasonable way for the folks at the big end that not to have known that it was out there but they let it go for a couple of days ensuring that it would stay in existence for the people of the world who knew where to find it after all once something hits the internet it never truly disappears anyway the composer for am2r was also dr m64 which really makes the whole project all the more impressive taking cues from the metroid prime series guasti i also apologize <laughs> Uh, made masterpieces out of the out of the Yoshitomi original Game Boy works and deserves every bit of praise leveled at him for it. As far as I know, he hasn't done any other video game music, but he is currently working at Moon Studios, working on Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest.
1: Metroid Samus Returns was released in September of 2017 for the Nintendo 3DS, mere months after its official announcement at E3 2017. Surprising, almost... Oh. Surprising almost everyone, Nintendo made their own Metroid 2 remake, and it had been in development for two years. Where AM2R took the approach of maintaining much of the retro feel of the original Metroid 2, Samus Returns is a very modern game with 360 degree aiming, melee combat, cinematic cutscenes, and more. It was developed in conjunction with Mercury Steam, the dev team responsible for the Castlevania Lord of Shadow games and combining the team's talent with Nintendo's turned out to be a marvelous idea because Samus Returns has been a big hit with gamers and critics alike.
0: The game's soundtrack was done by Daisuke Matsuoka. Again? Apologies. (laughs) Just blanket apologies all around for names on this show. He's done some high-profile Nintendo work in the past, uh, including music for games like Tamagotchi Life for 3DS, which I know wasn't huge in America, but it was huge in Japan, uh, Sakura Samurai, Art of the Sword for 3DS, which is an eShop title I really like, and Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii, which, in my opinion, was a very serious undertaking attacking the uh, David Wise soundtrack and remaking it for the Wii. It was, and he did a very admirable job. He also contributed some original arrangements to the latest Super Smash Brothers game. While well, he has provided some voice work to games like Tenchu-Z and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, he is, in fact, not the same Dice Game Matsuoka as, as the voice actor by the same name who does uh, anime series like Bleach, Sound of Sky, and more. Mm. So, Matt, what is your history with these games?
1: Um, <clears throat> well, when the first Metroid was available for Nintendo, I, I loved it. I thought there was something very great about it. Um, but... You know, at that age, I didn't quite grasp um, this idea of, uh, you know, exploring and going back and discovering and going back and, you know, opening new things and stuff like that. My real, like, like teeth sunk in is, is Super Metroid for the SNES. Absolutely, hands down, in my top five, if not top three, like, all-time games, I thought it was... Just absolutely a, a brilliant, well- put together game. Uh, obviously, I was much older at that point. I got the idea of going back. and then, of course, it was maybe one of the first titles I think I ever encountered where 100 percent completion was a thing. So now, I, you know, it's precursor to you know achievements and, and trophies for the modern consoles. But there was something about wanting to get a 100 percent that like it made it very um, necessary for me. And so I I devoured that game from start to finish. I loved it. You know, um, spoiler alert, the end sequence where you're escaping, um, you know, with the timer and stuff. And it's just so much fun. Graphics were great. Uh, You know, the music, the whole nine is just great. And then jump ahead to uh, the Metroid Prime series. I I was very um, cautious, I guess is the word, very uh, suspect to a first-person shooter version of Metroid. Uh, Samus was one of my favorite characters of all time, and uh, to think that I could control Samus in a way that was first-person, which was a now one of my favorite, at that point, one of my favorite, um, I guess, genre of games. But it was handled so well, and it was just just wonderful. The Wii Nunchuck and everything just worked. They They did such a great job of seamlessly integrating it and making it a controllable element and i just i loved the metroid prime series uh unfortunately other than that i've never really played um the ones for the game boy advance and and ultimately 3d uh the 3ds and and so on and so forth
0: so did you play the original metroid 2 on game boy
1: uh no no i didn't i never oh, wow. i never had an opportunity i uh wow. rummaging um funny you should say that though rummaging through my old uh stuff i i recently decided i wanted to start playing my um Nintendo DS. I have a Nintendo DS Lite and I don't remember buying it, but apparently I have the Game Boy Advance version of Metroid. Uh so Oh, the NES one? Yeah, the old NES one. So <laughs> I've um I've started that undertaking of of attempting to play and and complete it. So maybe I'll have an update in a couple episodes.
0: <laughs> that particular cartridge is so bizarre to me because that the original Metroid is unlockable in Metroid Fusion. So yeah, right? Like, it's okay. just like, why do I need a Game Boy Advance cartridge to play something I can already play on my Game Boy Advance? <laughs> uh,
1: you know, maybe they did it for uh, the DS Lite. I've never looked into it. Um...
0: It was all just, it was that nostalgia play with the, the NES Classics line. I bought it. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't need it. I bought it because it looked like the NES game with the box and everything, As I'm a sucker. But, uh <laughs> So wow, you've you haven't played uh, any of the Metroid. You haven't played any flavor of Metroid Two. That is extremely cool. You uh, really need to experience this game someday. I'm,
1: I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to figure out how uh, I make that happen for myself with your help, of course.
0: I I will I will help you make this happen. Uh, so my history with this is uh, not highly dissimilar to yours. I loved the original metroid um i played it at my friend steve's house for the first time and i remember just that original opening sequence that that title screen i mean you can really hear a lot of my history with the original metroid on our metroid episode where we did um i think it was me and vicky we did a a comparison between uh metroid and its uh famicom counterpart uh which is a really really interesting episode to hear the difference between the nes and the famicom disk system versions of a lot of these songs but um when Metroid 2 came out, I was extremely excited because, uh, you know, I loved Metroid so much and getting more of it and having it be portable uh, was just a, an extraordinarily cool thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but even even more so than it being portable as I really wanted to play it on the Super Game Boy so I could play it on my TV, uh, mm-hmm. which I, I really enjoyed that too. But I did play it portably on my, I believe, my Game Boy Pocket was what I had because I was late to the Game Boy game.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I got all my Game Boy games relatively late, but I still played this before Super Metroid. So I was, uh, I, the Super Metroid meant that much more to me because I had experienced this this step in evolution, which is uh, really the story of Metroid 2 is one of the most pivotal chapters in the franchise. It's, you know, this is, you you explore SR388 to wipe out the entire species And then you get to the queen and you kill the queen and then you meet the baby Metroid. Like that opening sequence in and super Metroid that you see where she runs over and runs into the egg. That's literally in, you play that Mm -hmm. You walk over to the egg and it shakes the same way and cracks open, except it's all in Game Boy graphics. And then little baby Metroid follows you out. And that's where the game ends. It's like you leave SR 388 with the baby Metroid in tow. And, uh, so that that whole business where she takes the Metroid into uh, the Sarah Station to get it uh, analyzed and whatnot—that's all in Super Metroid. But the game ends with you taking off with the baby Metroid in tow, and that was um, that was pretty amazing to me. I I loved that that storyline in that game. I thought it was just I thought it was just really cool because it made me think. It was you know, after you're done. Uh it, it, essentially you're just out there committing genocide and then uh you realize, well I just killed an entire species. Like I eradicated a species and then this little baby, I don't know how the game communicated it that well. Like you run over there in the Metroid and I thought it was gonna I thought it was attacking me because it's just like rolling like floating all over you, and then I'm like, it's Making these cute little noises, I think it thinks I'm its mommy. <laughs> that's that's adorable, and uh, it helps you escape. Like it breaks these little walls down for you. It's it's super cool. Um, I was among the people who was just itching for a remake of this game. Like, and I followed AM2R's development since its beginning. Like, not super closely because I don't have a PC. I'm a Mac user, so I wasn't able to play any of the demos they released over the years. But um, my good friend Matt Much let me a uh, laptop when AM2R was released. And uh, with the copy of the game on it, and I got to play through it. And uh, last year of 2016, I gave it my... No, not last year at this point, but mm-hmm. in 2016, that I gave that my game of the year. Uh, it was the best game I played in 2016. It is incredible. The work that Dr. M64 did in just expanding the story, uh, expanding the world of SR388, giving reason to things. like There are all these areas in the Game Boy game that have no... You know they have no explanation because they're just you know they're levels in a Game Boy game, but uh, you know, that was like this one section of the game has all these pipes. He made it into this water water purification section with all these great puzzles in it. Like mm. it's it is an astonishing remake. It is just simply astounding i adore it with with every single breath i have (laughs) and of course i bought from Samus returns on launch day i freaked out when that was when they showed that off at e3 i just lost my mind like i can't believe they made a new 2d metroid i can't believe they remade metroid 2 and it's it's barely metroid 2 anymore (laughs) like it's in really the setting is about the only thing that's similar it's uh, the setting and the basic story because it is it's completely reimagined it's it's such a modern game we me and dan did an entire episode on how much we love this game um and i'm really excited to to listen to this this music comparing the three of them next to each other and especially you having no history with the game is is very interesting to me um because the tracks that i picked for this um this was this was my pick by the way is <laughs> i i picked it for our 50th and um the tracks that I picked, obviously, most of them are comparisons, but I did pick a pair of uh, songs that only appear in two of the remakes, and they are both uh, remade versions of songs from Super Metroid, so I think you'll really enjoy that.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I, I won't lie, you made uh, uh, the remake sound really, really good, and uh, now I'm going to try and figure out if there's a way that I can um, get my hands on it and play it.
0: I am certain that there is a way, (laughs) but I also don't want to um, take away from uh, Samus Returns either because Samus Returns is also a masterpiece. It is Samus Returns is a modern Metroid, a a modern two D Metroid in ways that I didn't think I could possibly have wanted. Uh, It's it's incredible what they did with that game, and we're going to hear a lot of that in the music we're going to listen to tonight. Is the different approaches that these two remakes took, like very very different tonal approaches to the way they reimagined um, the extraordinarily simplistic by modern standards Metroid 2 Return of Samus. So um, let's get started, shall we? Yes, sir. All right. The first track we're going to listen to tonight is the title screen from Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Um, a lot of the music in Metroid 2 uh, is very ambient. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually not even really music in a lot of the lot of The parts of this game. There's just not a lot of music in it, uh, which is why this works so well for this episode, being able to compare the few songs that are actually in it with the the other songs from the games. There are a ton of tracks in AM2R that I'm not diving into here. Perhaps sometime in the future we can do an AM2R total episode, but I figured this was really the best way to highlight the music that was in the original Game Boy game and really just kind of analyze what made it work and the, the the brilliance of the different interpretations of these songs. And I also thought it would be pretty fun for the two of us to kind of vote on which version of the songs we like best after we're all done.
2: Mm.
0: Okay. <clears throat> so we're going to start with uh, the three different versions of the title screen, starting with uh, the title screen from Metroid 2 Return of Samus for the Game Boy. So without further ado, let us dive right in and listen to title screen from Metroid 2 Return of Samus. So that's the title screen music to uh Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Uh
1: I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's really brilliant for uh for Game Boy. Um uh you know, I'm I'm a big fan of first impressions. I think I mentioned that in our last episode. Um and if that's the title screen to to the game, I think it gives you a really great idea what you're about to get into. Uh again, if you've never played the series. If you played the series, then it should be just familiar, especially with the reprisal of the kind of, uh, Metroid, uh, theme, beep, 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 you know, um, I think that's, uh, like a constant in the themes for Metroid. Um, I think it's re- I think it's really brilliant for a, for a Game Boy, uh, soundtrack.
0: I, I completely agree. I, I really love this because, um, <clears throat> it has, it, it plays with the same kind of Features as the original NES music does. You know the original NES music starts as it's more melodic than that. It's not just the same note over and over again with some sound effects, but it, it does start with that very droning, you know, three notes, and then it morphs into this just beautiful little melody. And when the music really kicks in in this, like after the the weirdly timed, like you know, a scale downwards, and then it just becomes that really pretty. It's 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 wonderful. It, it gets me every time. And I remember the first time turning on the game, turning that on and hearing that sound and thinking to myself, I wonder if this is going to turn into a pretty song like the NES game does. And I was so happy when it did. So so yeah, I I, I love this. I like the the a lot of this soundtrack you'll hear in a couple other uh, songs from the Game Boy game is it uses these weird crashing sound effects in the music uh mm-hmm. similar to the way it does in this title screen which has always struck me as a bit odd but I feel like if you took them away the music just would lose that little extra bit of character it's such a strange strange soundtrack Metroid 2 has uh even starting with this title but I do think it's brilliant and I I I love that song
1: no it's I, I I'm I'm actually glad you mentioned the uh the kind of part where it breaks down I uh I really dig that there's something about like music that physically or sonically breaks down to the point where it's almost unsettling to the listener i think again mm-hmm. it, it like you said with character it, it lends itself to this idea that uh, you know it, i guess the most um, parallel thing i can put to metroid is like alien any of the alien movies um where everything's atmospheric you know going back to that idea of atmospheric mm-hmm. ambient noise um you know something's wrong here. Like I'm, I'm the hero. You're playing the hero, what have you? And you're in this very alien world, and uh, something's very wrong here. So to hear a song sonically break down, you know, traditional music has a melody and a flow and a beat, and you bob to it. And then have something break to have something break down in its track. I think it's um, a very telltale sign that you know danger. Will Robinson, there's something up ahead. You know.
0: <laughs> Well said. All right, so moving on to the next track. Now, this is the version of the title screen from AM2R, uh, and you'll notice in both this and the uh, the version from Samus Returns that they put the actual Metroid theme into this now, where it's uh, you know the, the original NES Metroid theme that's appeared in every Metroid game since, or at least as far as I know. I, I can't tell for certain if it was in prime hunters at some point but i'm pretty sure it was you know that that main metroid theme Mm -hmm. but they wove that into the music from the metroid 2 title screen uh, and both in very different and very brilliant ways uh so let's go ahead and listen to the version of the title screen from am2r enjoy
1: quite honest with you I thought the intro was beautiful uh it it really captivated uh it captivated my uh love like it it encapsulated I'm I'm I can't speak right now it really encapsulated my love of the series and I could close my eyes and see I can I can imagine an intro screen a title screen um what I didn't care for this might be the first time I actually say something negative about a track. It was a beautiful track, and the whole track overall was beautiful, but I personally didn't care for where it went when it picked up. I thought, as I was talking a moment ago about atmospheric and something's wrong and stuff, I thought it maybe kind of uh, betrayed the idea of, uh, you know, I'm on a freaky planet. There's, you know, all kinds of things trying to kill me, atmospheric creepiness. Um, so I don't know, I, I love the track. But in the context of maybe playing the Metroid game, uh, playing the remake, um I don't know, maybe I I wouldn't I'd be like, "Oh. Well, all right.
0: I think the one thing to keep in mind with that is the way that it is I believe it that it loops. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once you get through that it, it is you're you're right. It is primarily the pretty stuff. Um which I was actually I I'm actually quite fond of. Um the the sense of dread in the title screen I guess in the title screen music wasn't really necessary for me um I, but it's a, it's a, it's a good point that I've never really thought about was having that sense of dread in the the music to kind of set up the rest of the you know, the feeling of the rest of the game mm-hmm. but. I remember when I first turned it on and I heard it started with the regular Metroid theme and not the Metroid two music, I was initially very disappointed. Mm. I was like, Oh, they didn't use the, Oh, they did. (laughs) And it's so pretty. (laughs) So I really, this, this song just melts my heart. I I guess I I get what you're saying about it. It may not be overall as effective um, for somebody who's not riding that musical nostalgia train that I was, but at the same time, um, I just think it is it is unavoidably gorgeous. I think the, the oh, instrument absolutely. choices were great. That kind of sort of guitarish sound that they used for the for the main melody, mm-hmm. I think is just, I think it's brilliant. I really think the instrumentation was just so incredibly smart uh, on this.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm not I'm not saying anything to take away from the track. You're you're everything you're saying is is absolutely accurate. Um,
0: you know, I just but you're right. It does lose a lot of the dread because there is a lot of it, it's a much shorter version than the original version because there's a lot of build up mm-hmm. to that um yeah which makes me think that you're gonna like the next one quite a bit uh, <laughs> all right i will say i'll i'll give you my vote straight off the bat this next one is my favorite of the three okay uh this 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 gets me uh this, <laughs> this this got me really hard when I first played it uh i was I had a similar experience uh, to the first few seconds of listening to AM two rs intro and uh and this was just i think even more effective so uh here we go. This is the title theme for Metroid samus Returns for nintendo 3 d s
1: Um, I'll start by saying that was God. absolutely fantastic. That was everything Isn't that
0: incredible.
1: <laughs> that oh, man, that was the two previous tracks coming together and having a Sonic baby, because <laughs> it it encapsulated everything that was in both those tracks. Uh, I went on a little bit about the Sonic breakdown. Uh, you went on about the melodic parts. Uh, both talked about the atmospheric uh, capabilities and, and approach, and it was all in there. Those big fat bass synth, like wow, perfect. It that gives me uh, that gives me like a real sense of like big open vast alien, you know planetary landscapes and stuff. It's such a
0: beautiful track. Wow, wow. Uh, You are, you are not wrong uh, (laughs) on any of those points. Uh, This, this, this blew me away. So, like I said, I had that initial same disappointment as an AM2R, right? I start listening to it and it's, oh, they just kind of forsook the Metroid 2 theme to just make the Metroid theme. It sounds great, but, uh, and then it just, whoosh, just that that hard build up and then cut to the really, really light version of that pretty part, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, oh my goodness! Look,
2: look! Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so delightful." Um, ah, uh, I just I, I the then where it goes from there completely whoops my ass like yeah. where it goes from there like the, the how intense. It comes back with the, duh, 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 duh. it comes so hard. And that's a big difference you're going to notice in the these, these tracks is the different directions that they went um, in these soundtracks is that the AM2R is a much less intense game than Samus Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, AM2R really nails the solitude, the loneliness uh, of feeling alone on this giant planet and exploring it it's just you and a bunch of monsters whereas everything in Samus Returns is far more aggressive mm-hmm. and uh the music really reflects that there's there's definitely more of a sense of dread involved um but to the extent that they go back and actually use the um what's it the the, the actual sound of the Game Boy song in there they actually used the Game Boy song at the end there right I, that 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 really got me. Like I wasn't impressed enough by that point. <laughs> then they throw the actual original song in there. Plus they those weird random notes that worked before the build up to the pretty part in the original one. They played those over that. It's it is so incredibly brilliant. Uh, it's it is easily my favorite of these three. Um, three extraordinary tracks, but Samus Returns gets the first point from me. Uh, it's just that this is such a great title screen music and there's nothing going on in the title screen. It's just, you know, a title the title. Of the game. Yeah. It's just the title. You're not going through any like weird shit or anything. It's just, here's the title. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's wonderful. It is simply, simply wonderful.
1: Oh, um, uh, uh, absolutely. Um, this one, this one definitely gets my vote. So, so point for, uh, point for this one. Yeah.
0: I guess I should be keeping track of these points uh, just for, just for the heck of it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? All right, so uh, we're gonna move on to the next track now. This is the track that I started the episode with, um, and this is, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most memorable Game Boy songs ever. I I adore this song, the original version of this song, and in fact, I really like all three versions. And it's it's so crazy to me because when they when they released Zero Mission and the style of Zero Mission. the the way that they did the music to make the music sound a lot like, uh, super Metroid. I always had this kind of vision in my head of what this song would sound like in a remake. And neither of these, (laughs) neither of the remake versions are anything like I imagined. And they go in incredibly different directions, even from the original, like none of them strike the same tone as the original song either. Um, so uh, I'm actually really excited for you to hear these tracks. I, I can't wait to hear what you think of them. Uh, this is such a good tune. This is such a good tune. Uh, and so let's listen to it. This is uh, Surface of SR388 for Metroid 2 Return of Samus for Game Boy. No, that was pretty long that was i think like three at least three loops and i don't even care i could listen to that song forever <laughs> i could just listen to that song for freaking ever i just
2: <sighs>
0: i mean the melody itself is 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 just it's genius it's just a wonderful driving music and it's very now this is before granted this is this is only the second metroid game so you got to remember the 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 first music you hear in metroid in the actual game the brinstar caves are it's a very majestic and you know onward with adventure kind of song uh so this was really not out of place back in in this time there was still (laughs) very, very much room for lots of major major sounding music like this and uh God, I used to go back to the, this area of the game as often as I could just so that I could hear the music um, because it's, it's just it's so good. It sounds so good. I love the the instrumentation of it. I really, I mean, I've said before, I love Game Boy music. I love, it's my favorite sounding chiptunes. There's something so incredibly rich and full about what the Game Boy sounded like and this is just one of my favorite, favorite Game Boy pieces. It's just wonderful.
1: I can completely see why. I think it was a really well done track. Um and you know you you're, you you made the joke about how many times it looped, but um I didn't notice either and I don't think it got repetitious. I don't think I uh said to myself like uh, all right, I think it's a, it's a brilliant track. It's um there's something a little uh computery about it. Like it gives me like a futuristic kind of vibe. And I think that goes with, you know, Samus's high-tech suit, the idea that you arrive on a spaceship that's probably got all kinds of gadgets and screens where you can virtually swing your hands and things happen. Um, It gives me those vibes, and I I thought it was a brilliant track, too. And uh, you said that was uh, Game Boy, yeah?
0: Yes, original black-and-white Game Boy.
1: I I can't believe that came off of Game Boy. That's it's such a really well crafted not has nothing to do with craftsmanship. It's a very well crafted track. I think um, I think I'm starting to notice the brilliance, the the beauty, the warmth of the chip tune off of a Game Boy. It's,
0: it's some, it sounds so full, you know. Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. It's not it's not as chip tuny as some things can be. And yeah, I mean,
0: and even if you think back to some earlier uh, Game Boy titles, like even the, the Hip Tanaka's brilliant Super Mario Land soundtrack is still very uh you it, know, it's 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 a lot of staccato notes and whatnot. And this is just it, it's it's a it's a lot more complex. It's there's so much depth to it. There's this little, you know, counter melodies and little bits hang on in the background. The the, the bass notes are very warm sounding. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's a magnificent piece of music.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, I'm I'm very surprised by the tonal qualities of this track especially again off of a game boy
0: and speaking of tone i mean just a a different meaning of the word tone the the tone that this gives off is uh it's it's very driving it's very onward it's Mm -hmm. very all right let's start you know let's do this thing let's get to work let's eradicate these metroids and move forward and um I thought it was a brilliant way to start the game and it got me sucked into it straight away. And, uh, Oh, well, it's it's just wonderful. Now these next two, I, I'm, I don't want to talk too much before. Um, I don't want to talk too much before, uh, listening to them because I really want you to, to hear these for what they are. Um, and, and kind of just appreciate how incredibly different and brilliant they are in the different directions that they, that they went. So, um, without uh, further ado let us move on to the am2 version of this song which is called initial descent um so yeah we'll talk in a minute enjoy initial descent from AM2R is uh AM2R's remade version of the uh main caves main caves surface of SR388 theme from Metroid 2 Return of Samus and um oh boy <laughs> i i i was completely taken aback by this the first time i heard it mm-hmm. um because it's 100% Metroid Prime yes and it's amazing to me that they that i never ever considered taking that you know, that driving forward music and shaping it around the style of metroid primes music yeah. and it's brilliant it is so brilliant it's a pure pure genius i can't even wrap my head around how <laughs> good that is i just i can't even fathom how how darn good that sounds it sounds so it sounds so much better than what I imagined in my head uh, <laughs> what a Metroid Two remake could sound like, and um really very impressed by it uh as a Metroid prime fan uh what did you think of this
1: you know it's it's great to be pleasantly surprised just to kind of uh dovetail on what you you just said it um sometimes you have an image in your head and you think this is the best way it could possibly be because you know you're self centered human being or whatever. And then someone comes along and they just absolutely floor you with something uh, uh, that you thought couldn't get any better that was in your head. and, um, You know, never having heard the original tracks prior to today, um, I thought it was a very great remake. And I wasn't thinking it, but until you said it, but when you said Metroid Prime, it like was a bolt of lightning. I was like, yes, 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 yes. That's exactly the sound of uh, of Metroid Prime. The series. There's a there's a tonal quality. There's uh, whether it's the instrumentation or um
0: just the- uh, straight to the instrumentation. Actually, yeah, with the with um uh what is the name of that track uh, from Metroid Prime? i gotta find it there's it's very very specifically modeled after right down to specific drum beats Mm -hmm. um the choza ruins uh the choza ruins track Mm -hmm. uh for metroid prime it is very specifically modeled after that right down to specific drum hits that that thing that they did in there it's straight out of that and i can't believe how good that works i can't believe it
1: (laughs) Uh, i wanted to talk about the percussions in a moment uh yeah it it definitely encapsulates that metroid prime feel um which is which has gotta be fantastic to go and have this um first person shooter version of of the the game and then bring it back to the two d roots and but still maintain a what's the word maybe a, a forward style you know looking towards the future but keeping its uh its feet in the past i i don't maybe i'm not explaining it to the best of my ability but yeah metroid prime definitely shades of metroid prime man um the percussions that that whole like da, 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 like yeah. there's it's it's always fascinating how you can invoke particular emotions and and uh visions in someone with something as simple as music and then when you take the music a step further to uh Invoke other things, dread, suspense, happiness, whatever. And so using those percussions to do that, um, I can totally feel like if I were playing that game, that if I heard that, I would think, wait, wait something's happening. You know, we've all been conditioned. Um, I was playing something this morning and the music changed and I was like, oh, wait, boss battle. And sure enough, it was boss battles playing a retro game. And, okay. you know, yeah, they, you, we're conditioned to hear certain things and think, oh, something's something big's coming some change is coming we're we're entering a scarier place a darker place or whatever and so if i heard those percussions in game i would i would absolutely think oh oh something something's about to happen and so that i think that's great to i don't want to say cheap scare the audience or the gamer or whatever but you know to put a little stuff in to put a, a few things in there to keep you on your toes is always good you know you get a little yeah. complacent playing some games uh, you know go right shoot forward beat game done
0: so. And what what this does is, again, with, with tone, this really sets the tone mm-hmm. for uh, AM2R of being very much capturing that, that kind of lonely solitude feel. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're playing this, this has a lot more in common with the original Metroid 2 in that, you know, you start off just walking through these caves, and there are these very simple monsters with very simple patterns just, you know, moving back and forth, maybe jumping up and down a little bit. And um, it's just... <laughs> It's it feels slow paced for a reason. It it sets you up with this just feeling of exactly what the game is, is setting out to make you feel. Um and it's genius. It's it's pure brilliance, and it's so much better than I ever could have imagined the sound <laughs> the 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 a remake of this song sounding. So <laughs> let's see what the other direction is. Uh, now we're going to listen to Surface of SR388. Uh, from Metroid Samus Returns for the Nintendo 3DS. And be warned, it is very different. Mm. Enjoy. Alright, so that was uh, Surface of SR388 from Metroid Samus Returns. Matt, what did you think of that one?
1: It was uh, quite different. Um, it did go in a different direction and yet somehow maintained um, kind of the same thematic pulse. I really actually liked it. I thought, uh, I, I think your, your lead up to it saying, oh, you know, now we're going to see a different direction. I thought, uh, I think I may have had a little sense of dread, like, oh, this, uh, that didn't sound like a good, uh, good intro. Maybe it's gonna stink. (laughs) But, uh, no, it's really good, actually. I really liked it. Um, you know, deep vibe and groove and, like, uh, the synths sat real well inside of it. There's a level of atmosphere to it. Um, uh, not ambient so much, but, uh, atmosphere. Yeah. Atmosphere to give, um, yeah you know, I could see it play out in the game like I can you know again, never having really seen many screenshots, I can kind of see uh a samus two d side scrolling passing through you know areas and things um it
0: well therein therein lies the 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 bit of this is that unlike the other two games, this is not the music that starts the game okay when you travel into the caves in this one um you know it's it starts off as against again relatively reserved the music is very ambient leading up to this Mm -hmm. then you get to a point where it's just like and now the action is happening Mm. and now you know exactly how action forward and aggressive this game is and this music matches that moment that change amazingly well and I will say that the first time I heard this song in the game, I was, I was initially very disappointed because, like I said before, this is one of my favorite pieces of music from all of the Game Boy's library. So I hold this original track in such high regard, and this was so far removed from even the general feel of what this song is to me in my head that I was initially turned off by it. Um, and it wasn't until listening to it a few more times, like, just really, I, I let the game sit for a while and just listened to the music and really kind of let it really tried to learn to understand it. And once I really got the hang of it, I was, I became so much more impressed with it. The um, particularly the, the, uh, the very strange uh, abrasive synth sound that that they play the main melody with. Mm-hmm. um, it, it was, was what really turned me off to it initially, but it's coupled with this just chain of staccato notes playing underneath it that really gives it this very strange and off putting rhythm that is really intense. Like the while it's going dun, 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 there's these little kind of dun, 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 like these little things happening in the background that are really just kinda adding this extra layer of intensity to what's what the melody is playing. And it's it's really quite genius. And um I I've grown to really, really like this track mm-hmm. quite a bit. It's a uh, um the 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 point for me in this round definitely goes to initial descent from AM2R because i just think taking this song in that direction is one of the most brilliant things i never would have thought of but i don't want to take away and and that's that's tough for me to say because the original one i hold in such high regard but um i just have to give the i have to give the nod to AM2R on this one uh but it it is a close race oh
1: man um you know i, I... I'm very torn. I think all three of these tracks were absolutely fantastic. They
0: really are. (laughs) There are no losers in this round. No, not really. Um, No question.
1: But in the interest of scoring... Wow. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Surface of SR 388 from Game Boy.
0: That is a very, very respectable choice. (laughs) I just
1: you know i i don't know what it is about that track but it's still sticking with me even though what we just listened to was brilliant uh, it, it's still playing in my head both tracks actually but yeah uh, you know that that first that initial game boy one it, i think it really stuck out the most it it yeah yeah it, it's i think that's what it is it held my attention the most it wasn't it wasn't something that uh, was too heavy-handed, but it was brilliant. For again, it's it's chip. It's it's a brilliant track all around, and then it just got remade really well in the remake. Uh, it still held up. <clears throat> Excuse me, it still held up. But uh, yeah,
0: at its core, yeah, the original version is. It's really hard to not to not do that, to, to not pick that one. And it, it almost breaks my heart to do it, but I just, <laughs> the, that new version, that initial descent, man, that really, that really gets me. Yeah. I listen, I don't blame you. All right. So this next one uh, that we'll be doing a comparison on is really one of the only other, like I said, there's not a lot of what you would consider actual music in Metroid two. Um, once you get out of that, spot where the uh surface of sr 388 a plays a lot of the music is just kind of a collection of sounds uh this is one of the most uh this is one of the ones that sounds the most like a song and um it is called Chozo ruins it is a very it's an odd little number but it, it it's interesting so uh let's give it a listen here is Chozo ruins from metroid 2 return of samus <laughs> That's the chosen. <laughs> the the loop is that 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 is exactly how it loops in the game. There's just that big chunk of silence and then right back into it.
1: That really made me laugh. Like <laughs> I was half expecting it and then half not expecting Because, you know, there's there's two dead drops and then it goes into yeah. something else. Um <laughs> but it, it really made me laugh when it when it dropped right back to that first uh melody again.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's like the timing doesn't make any sense. It's it's really not a lot more than just a collection of notes. Like it is barely a song.
1: Right. Um, I think it, I think thematically though, it, it, it goes uh, because um, again, going back to one of the ideas that I was talking about, which is like this breakdown, the Sonic breakdown and stuff, an unsettling of the, uh, the gamer, you know, you play these games and, (coughs) The 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 tracks lend themselves. I like to think the tracks should lend themselves to what's happening on screen. Uh, just like, just so, y- just like, so, so you
0: know, um, how this song plays out in the game. Um, this song is essentially this game's equivalent to the um, like the rooms before you get items in the original Metroid. You know the beep. Boop, beep
1: oh yes, yeah.
0: Beep. This is that game's. E- this is that g- That is this game's equivalent oh, to okay. that, basically.
1: Okay. Well. I mean, I don't think it changes what I was going to say, which is it's still fairly unsettling. Um, uh, Thematically, you know, going back to what I was saying about uh, Discord and, you know, uh, breaking down of the Sonic elements and stuff, leaving unsettling. Because you telling me that it's in the areas where you're getting items, those those areas are usually safe. So if you're unsettled in what's supposed to be a safe area, I think that's a great element.
0: in the original game, they they were not you know they weren't safe. They were the rooms before them were actually full of a lot of tough monsters. It's just the
1: oh right you'd, you'd right. go
0: into that room and then it'd be like a long corridor and then you'd get to the room with the Chozo statue and that's kind of similar to how it plays out here. Ah okay, you, you know you get to these rooms, you're like okay, I know there is something nearby because the music has changed mm-hmm. and I know it's probably an item. But I also need to be on my toes because things still want to kill me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think that it's the um, it's the Pavlovian dog treatment. You hear a certain mm. set of sounds, and you think, okay, something. You know, going back to that whole idea, like the music just changed. What's happening? Something's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. It's I can tell you, whatever's coming up next, I'll probably enjoy it more than this. But it's it's an interesting probably. track again for the Game Boy still going what back i to that.
0: Fi- what i find so interesting about the next tracks is how they turned this into a song <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> all right I'm, I'm ready for that
0: all right so let's uh, let's hear am2r's take this is this is a track called golden temple which is the version of chozo ruins from am2r enjoy You are <laughs> that was again, definitely a, yeah
1: <laughs> i I, don't, I almost don't even know what to say though i mean that was impressive that was really impressive there was a lot uh, there's a lot I liked about that uh, honestly um they did a, i again percussion wise it uh, just great to start off with, like this the snare and it almost feels um uh, misplaced like it's just a snare and then mm-hmm. it kicks over and the the whole kit comes in. You get the full kick and stuff. I, you're right. It's it's very interesting that they turned the Game Boy version into an actual song, like a full mm. melodic, you know, song. I think they did a good job of it.
0: I think they did a great job. And again, it's it's very Metroid Prime. I feel specifically Metroid Prime Two on this one. I get a lot of mm. those very specific feelings with the you know the theremin and stuff like that. It's yeah, just just well done. <laughs> Another tip of the hat to. Dr. M64 for that really, really cool track.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, just a side note, he's he's really killing it with some of these songs, man. Like, friggin' great job, dude. Just really Absolutely. great job.
0: Completely agree. Okay, uh, so now we're going to listen to the, uh, the Ancient Chozo Ruins Version 2 from um, uh, Metroid Samus Returns. This was the... This was the closest approximation to this song because there was a couple of different flavors of this, um, some more ambient than the others. I think this was the most, I guess, complete song-sounding version uh, that I found Mm -hmm. on the soundtrack. So um, uh, it it is also pretty darn interesting. So let's give it a listen. Enjoy. So as far as ambience is concerned, <laughs> I, I feel like this uh, this definitely n- nails more of what the original song I think was going for. Mm-hmm. i I'm, it. I can tell you for sure it works really well in the game because it's really so subtle. As as such a huge fan of Metroid Two, when I'm you know you're in this place and you just hear the kind of music in the background, you're not really paying attention because you're paying attention to the game and it's so ambient. But once I noticed. That it was playing the Chozo ruins notes in the background I was like, wait a second, this is actually the Chozo ruins song. This is pretty cool. It's a very very clever way of taking that ambient music. Like you, you they didn't need to mm-hmm. actually include that quote unquote music in this game. The fact that they did is such an amazing attention to detail. Uh, it really really just made me made me happy. Uh, I, th- I think I think it was a very very brilliant brilliant track.
1: Uh, I'll agree with you. I think. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to put it out there right now. This is my favorite of the three. So the point goes to is
0: um, the Samus returns. Really, yeah,
1: okay. I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of ambient. I'm a big fan of atmosphere. I like, you know, I, I would, I would love it if a game, every element of it, really, you know sang back to its source material. Um, you know, you, you're playing a horror game. Let's, let's get some creepy stuff. You're playing a futuristic game, robots and stuff. Let's get some futuristic music and graphic, you know, so on and so forth. And I think this this song delivers, for my, um, my taste, it delivers on, you know, atmospheric, uh, again, cavern, you know, diving, uh, power-up, getting, alien-killing, you know, it's it's all in there, and I think it's um, I think it's a brilliant uh, take on the original, uh, melodic portions of the the ruins, the Chozo ruins and stuff. I think it did a fantastic job
0: with this one. Um,
1: yeah, point to uh, Samus Returns.
0: All right, my point uh, goes again to AM2R. I uh, thought the the way that they did Golden Temple and really I just brilliantly wove it into a song that I really enjoy listening to. Uh, I, I thought was was genius. Again, I, I don't. I have nothing against the the ancient shows of ruins from Samus Returns. I totally respect your your choice there. Sure, yeah. I'm um, obviously Chozo ruins for Metroid Two was n- <laughs> not in either of our runnings. No, no. <laughs> but it was very important to play because it, it you know, it just lends t- so much to how different these two remakes are, mm-hmm. and I think they're both really brilliant directions to take that that original piece into. Oh,
1: absolutely. Uh... You know, without that song, without that original, uh, you know, wouldn't have bred these other two that we both are clearly loving the hell out of. So,
0: exactly. You know. All right, so let's see. Moving on to this next one. This is a. This was a. I'm definitely skipping a few pieces of music from the original Metroid 2, mm-hmm. Um, like boss music. Sure. Uh, that's I. I found relatively repetitive it's not a bad song especially the fighting metroid music and there are there are a lot of interesting pieces to it in the um uh particularly in samus returns Uh, i remember there being a lot of different different takes on it as the metroid battles got more and more intense but uh ultimately it's i had to cut something to to fit in uh, the comparisons to all three of these games and at the end of the day i just don't find that music all that interesting so Uh, those are the things that I cut out. However, the, the next track is a really, really interesting piece to me. And that is the track that plays when you run into the baby Metroid. So you've just killed the Metroid queen and it was very intense. The battle's very intense in all three of the games. The music is very intense in all three of the games. And then you get this, this following scene. And, um, it's where the Metroid hatchling hatches and follows you around and you make your way out of the planet. And, uh, really it's. This was one another one of my favorite things that came out of the the original Game Boy version of this song, uh, of this game because there's just something really really mysterious about it because uh, like like I said the first time I played this there was it it seemed like a threat you know sure. holy crap there's one more Metroid but it's only a baby like do I kill this thing and <laughs> it turns out that it, it it's 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 actually it's connected to you immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a beautiful little piece, and uh, the different takes that they've done on it here are very interesting, as well are the, the different takes on the ending to the game. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to The Baby Metroid from Metroid Two: Return of Samus. Metroid from Metroid Two: Return of Samus. And there's, I really, really love that piece. It's so, it, it's so mysterious. It's just, it got the uh, the slightest twinge of ominous to it. It's very much, uh, you know, the, the track itself is so very much in disarray. You know, there's mm-hmm. all these different elements just happening at the same time. It's very messy, but clearly intentionally so. And it suits this, this very strange and powerful moment in an eight-bit black and white Game Boy game about fighting aliens. You know, it, it 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 adds so much gravity to that moment. It's it's really just a ridiculously incredible piece. Um, and it's I love it.
1: Despite it's like uh, you said, there's a lot going on. Despite all of the elements happening around it and in it, I think it's a very simple piece too. Um, I think it really sets itself apart from not only what we've listened to, but I'm sure within the game it sets itself apart and i thought it was interesting that you said there's just enough um ominous uh lurking with it because yeah you know it's the it's the baby metroid it's the last metroid i suppose uh for lack of a better term and it's like you know here it is now you have uh from a, from a from a writer's point of view you know What's going to happen with this last Metroid? You've uh, effectively eradicated the entire planet, like you said, you know, the jump uh, genocide. You,
0: you just killed its mother, and you <laughs> your mission is to kill all of these things. You know how dangerous these things are. right. And yet, you just watched this thing be born mm-hmm. and immediately attach itself to you so like it needs you. <laughs>
1: so there's a level of or, well, it technically does. So there's a level of, of hope in the song. So even the song itself um, tells a story, without without seeing a frame of the game, you it invokes a particular set of emotions, and then now you couple it with imagery, and it's it's part of the storytelling too. It's it's really it's it's quite a clever little piece. Not it's very deceptive. I think if it, you could sleep on it, and I don't think you should. Like, <laughs> don't don't sleep on this track.
0: No, it's 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 really. I love how it starts with that different instrumentation and mm-hmm. then gradually turns into, I, I guess, t- slightly more intense but still very calm music. It's a uh, right genius. Well, all right. So now we have uh, these these two other different takes on it. Now, um, God, I don't even remember this part of AM2R to be perfectly honest with you. Um, because I I remember the the final boss fight against um. The Metroid Queen is incredible in AM2R. Uh, in the original game, it's a single screen, and you're there, and you just fight the Metroid Queen, and you just blast it with missiles until it's dead, basically.
2: Yep.
0: In AM2R, it it becomes this very, very long battle where it's it's chasing you down caves and breaking down walls, Ooh, and it's, awesome. it's really, really cool. And that was so memorable. I honestly don't even remember how... Uh, what what they do with the the baby metroid at the end that's different than the original game other than just leaving so uh please forgive me if i'm wrong i I think that's just how it works is you just play out like the original game you know make your way back to your spaceship with the baby metroid and eating those little bits of walls and you're you're good to go but uh here is the am2r version of the last metroid enjoy So that was, again, the last Metroid, um, the version of the Baby Metroid from uh, AM2R. And what did you think of that one?
1: I thought it was actually very beautiful. Um, like, as as a as a musical track, uh, Sans video game, I thought it was a very beautiful composition. Um, it definitely um, pointed back to the original uh, track, the Baby Metroid. Um, and then just kind of opened it up, uh, for lack of a better term, just the instrumentation, um, the size of the track, like the depth, uh, the reverb to it just gave it this, mm-hmm. um, just this beautiful feel and, and it, it just made it feel very big and uh, kind of important. Uh, if this is something that comes right after defeating the final boss, I think it's the perfect like cool down music you just uh-huh. you know the way you explain it that you're busting through walls and this thing's chasing you can i can only imagine how um tense or anxious you could be playing that and then you get this big climactic uh ending you kill it you kill the metroid and then the last metroid the baby metroid comes along and you have this cool down period where oh oh man i just got past that and this music very uh it aids in that it brings you it it soothes your nerves and stuff. I think it's a, a very beautiful track, actually. I'd I'd be willing to listen to this for you know a good four or five minutes.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree, and we just did. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> well, I should say four or five minutes more then.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. I really liked uh, this this take on this. Uh, on this music, it is a lot cleaner than the uh, the original version. Yeah. it's it's a lot more concise and uh, I did just look up a YouTube video and that is essentially just the way it plays yeah. out. It's a slightly longer uh, take on what happens to the original game. Mm-hmm. What is fun about that though, is that while you're doing that and uh, you know the little Metroid is eating through those little walls and stuff, um, the baby Metroid is making the sound effects from the su- the big be- you know the Super Nintendo game that the baby Metroid makes oh, uh, nice. which is really a really, really nice, nice attention to detail there. So, okay, uh, let's move on to the uh, Samus Returns version of this track, um, which is now this is this is a bit different um, <laughs> because what's cool about the ending to Samus Returns is that so in these games you fight the the you know the big Queen Metroid and then you get the little baby Metroid and you you take this little path that basically leads you back to the other side of this giant wall in the beginning of the game. And then you land back at the very beginning of the game where your ship is parked mm-hmm. and then you leave in <laughs> Samus returns. You can actually kind of skip that and just go take the Metroid with you on an adventure, just go <laughs> through the entire game with the Metroid hanging out with you. And there's those little kinds of walls that the baby Metroid can eat all throughout the game. Nice. So if you want hundred percent, the game, you got to go back to all these old places and just bring the Metroid with you and eat up, eat up some walls. And it's, it's wonderful. It's, really, really cool. Just me and I my Metroid. I was very, very pleased. I was very pleased with the way they, they handled the ending of this. They also threw in a, a surprise boss battle at the very end. Uh-huh. Like, after you beat the Queen, right before you get to your ship, it ain't over. Nice, I like that. <laughs> I, I won't spoil that for anyone who wants to play the game, Um, but I heartily recommend it, because that boss battle was awesome. Nice. So here is Metroid Hatchling from Samus Returns. <laughs> there was the Metroid hatchling from Samus returns and damn, hot damn. All right. So here's the thing with that track is I really, 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 really like what they did with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it, it fits what they did with it in the game too. Mm -hmm. So very much because it is, it's a much more dynamic version of that song. There's a lot more. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's ranges is far broader and it's because it's such a longer sequence and, God it just it's just making me want to replay Samus Returns again so much cuz I'm remembering so much about that boss fight where the the baby metroid actually fights alongside you. Mm. So like you'll be you, what this game has is these great little cinematic flares where you can um do a, uh, the, the game, a lot of the game's combat revolves around this uh, counterattack move, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of a point of contention among some Metroid fans. Is that you, you don't really get to play this as a traditional Metroid game so much until closer to the end because your regular blasts won't really kill enemies mm-hmm. easily. Like it takes a lot of hits to kill enemies with your regular blast unless you do this counter move. Now, when you're fighting any of the bosses, the, the counter moves uh, basically trigger these really awesome cutscenes and in this battle against this uh, this final battle out of nowhere, there are these great cutscenes where the boss will pretty much have you at its mercy, and then all of a sudden the baby Metroid just latch onto their face real quick. And it's just a baby. It's not doing a ton of damage, mm-hmm. but it just you know, she swats at the Metroid and stuff. like It comes and saves you, and you go and save it. Like, It looks like the Metroid is going to get stepped on you, jump in, and save it at the last minute. It's so intense. But this music leading up to it, and the fact that there's so much more going on... Uh, the, it being more dynamic makes so much sense. It fits this game so incredibly well. Um, I, I love it. I, love I, I it.
1: think I thought uh, uh, I'll lead. I'll just lead off by saying point point to this this um, uh, Samus returns as an absolutely point
0: for Samus returns. Yeah,
1: stunning track, man. There's there's a, like you said, there's a lot of dynamic to it. There's a lot of drama to it too. Actually, this build there's um. Mm-hmm. You know that big uh, crashing of cymbals and kick, uh, really impactful. Uh, it took the original melodies, it it sewed them into this beautiful tapestry of of sonic wonderfulness. Um, it's just a fantastic track, man. Like uh, you 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 got me. I'm not even joking. You, while we're listening to these tracks, I'm on like Amazon looking up you know how much i'm going to have to lay out to get this game and the, the portable to play it on and stuff and i'm thinking like all right if i set aside this you know i'm i'm so like ready to play this <laughs> so ready to play this
0: yeah and 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 well you should be if you're uh, any metroid fan that hasn't tried this yet really you you got to this game is really really well done yeah. uh, it is it is extraordinary from beginning to end at least at least, uh, at least
1: the, from my point of view the sonic <laughs> element of this game is just fantastic
0: it it truly, it truly, truly is. Uh, believe it or not, my point's going to go to the original version. Ah. Um, it's, it is so simple and so effective, and it might be nostalgia, it might be my, my nostalgia goggles on, but there's just something, there's something so unsettling about that original version. There's just something so genius about it. If I'm, that, um, if
1: I'm being completely honest, it was going to be a toss up between the original Game Boy and, uh, the Samus, but I think, uh. Because I, I don't blame you, it, right? If it's nostalgia goggles, or if it's just that strong a track that it stands on its own, sans nostalgia goggles. I mean,
0: yeah, I I, I really really love that original track, but I, and I love all three of these things. Of course, um, they're they're just they're just brilliant. All right, so these these next two tracks that we're going to listen to, um, are, we're kind of stepping away from the the straight comparison here because these next two tracks are, uh, songs that only appear in these games, um. We're going to be listening to uh, Hydro Station from AM2R and Lower Brinstar from uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Um, uh, Hydro Station is a, I don't even want to spoil it for you because I know you know, I know you know this song Uh Um, and it is a remake of a song from Super Metroid and uh, it was relatively, it's my favorite song from Super Metroid and uh it was a it was a very it was very surprising take on it and uh it, again it really fits in with that style of what am2r did with the soundtrack really metroid prime izing the <laughs> the metroid music the the more traditional classic metroid music and i thought this was a particularly brilliant one so uh let's go ahead and jump right in yep. to hydro station from am2r enjoy i know you will <laughs>
1: to am2r no (laughs) that was that was absolutely gorgeous
0: um isn't that amazing that that is oh my god when i first got there it's uh, first off i love that area i mentioned it earlier mm -hmm. the whole water purification thing was just just really amazing but man when this music started playing i almost didn't recognize it at first you know yeah and it's it's my favorite it's uh brent star the Uh, overgrown uh, overgrown brinstar brinstar depths, whatever you want to call it Um, in the original uh, super Metroid. I actually don't know what the official track is called. I have it listed here in my uh, track list is brinstar overgrown with vegetation area. So (laughs) it's quite um, a mouthful. It is quite a mouthful, but it is, it's the part where you, you you know, you go down and there's the, uh, the, the, just the green everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, the original version of this song is incredible. And boy, Adding the Metroid Prime sensibilities to this, oh my god, oh my god, it's just so cool. Yeah, it's unbelievable.
1: I mean, again, like I can mirror exactly what you said. The original track is just great, but then you kick it up a notch with, uh, yeah, with the Prime stuff, man. Like it really just it takes on a whole other. it, It just it just steps up to a whole other thing. It's just that's such a good track, and like every time something comes in i was i kept saying like wow oh that's great oh my god like how does this track get better it just got better and it just keeps doing that <laughs> and even when it drops off and it goes back to just those light synths i feel like uh i feel an emotional attachment to it i felt like i was taken somewhere and it's brought mm-hmm. down and i'm like oh man and then it comes back in again and it's just like oh man this track is so good you know you just it's just a great
0: track <laughs> and and just that you know the the base of it being that theremin sound mm-hmm. that is so very metroid prime yeah um it, 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 doing that in in that instrument was just it, it's a stroke of genius and it's it's such a wonderful wonderful remake of an already amazing song uh and, and taking it in such a different direction just really all the, all the kudos <laughs> humanly possible to be given you to get
1: that. all of them
0: you get every single <laughs> every last one of them
1: that's fantastic
0: all right, so the next one uh, is also a track from um, uh, Super Metroid that has uh, been remade for uh, Metroid Samus Returns. And now this is a track that I was, again, extremely happy to hear in the game because um, this song also was reprised in Metroid Prime 2, and I did not care for the version that they used in Metroid Prime 2. Okay. Um because uh, I, I love the original version in the game, and the the Prime Two version, I think um, the instrumentation wasn't what I would have gone with. Um, I still think it worked. I still think it was good, but at the end of the day, it didn't. It 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 paled in comparison to the original. Uh, this does not suffer that same issue. So I, I, this one is less of a it, it, less of a secret because it's called Lower Brinstar, but uh, which is I think pretty similar to what it is called in the original game. But uh, I'll let you discover it for yourself as to exactly which song that is if you don't know it off the top of your head. So here is Lower Brinstar from Metroid Samus Returns. Listening to his reaction when when he recognized the the piece was pretty special for me uh so i i don't know about you, but I personally think this song this version does the original every conceivable justice uh oh hands down it's oh it's amazing the atmosphere that mm-hmm. this uh that this just exudes is incredible
1: you know if you've never played um super Metroid one what's wrong with you two that song <laughs> I always talk about it. I I drive the point home, atmosphere, uh, you know, what does it invoke? When you hear, what do you see in your head? That song invokes every bit of Metroid Uh, for me. I hear that song and I'm I'm instantaneously thinking about very particular areas because, of course, the song is attached to a very particular area. But it also brings me to other parts of the game because it's just that strong of a song i think it's such a majestic piece of music especially what they've done to it mm-hmm. that what we just listened to um i give all the points to <laughs> uh it's it's such a it's such a beautifully redone track like i feel like when they uncover artifacts and <coughs> mummies and things and they use those very delicate little brushes to make sure every grain of salt is out and and any possible pollutant will never get in. I feel like they used those to make this track. <laughs> it, it it feels like they took such care in, in reproducing it and then just expanding on it that much more. I, I'll i probably listen to that track three or four times before I,
0: I go to bed tonight. I would not blame you. Now, in, in Prime 2, uh, if I remember correctly, they used this in the Torvis Bog, and uh, it was a very underwater section and mm-hmm. uh what what they did with it that i didn't care for was the um the kind of flute sound in this they replaced with the um the theremin sound which mm-hmm. i i think just kind of i don't know it it cheapened it it cheapened the whole thing for me it really made it it, it took so much away from it and mm-hmm. um uh, the the gravity of this this particular track is is remarkable, and even thinking back to the this the super nintendo version it's which is again it's it's a freaking masterpiece in and of itself this Absolutely. reimagining of that um you know more uh, dropping the uh the signature uh choir sound of the 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 super nintendo you know those those uh the, those choir hits that they did in that game so often dropping those and kind of making that stuff more subtle and really mm-hmm. just cleaning up the instruments and just everything very high quality it's so 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 good so good
1: <laughs> uh, yeah no absolutely can can't say
0: enough about it honestly really can't um but we're going to have to because uh yes. we we must move on um yes so we are now going to move on to our last three tracks um and that we're we're back to the comparisons and this is the ending uh the ending credits of Metroid 2 um oh boy i i love this this initial song like with all of my heart and soul um because i i don't know if it's just because it is an extraordinarily well-written piece which i think that it is but it holds so much joy to me because i remember the feeling of finally beating metroid 2 it's it's an Mm. obtuse game like the original metroid it's harder to map out than the original metroid because i remember doing metroid on graph paper um this this has a lot more twists and turns. Um, So it's harder. It's not just, it's not all just, this is a straight line, this is a straight line. It's it's harder to kind of figure that out uh, in Metroid 2. And um, this game's tough. It's easy to get lost in. It's a long, long adventure. And when I finally got to the end of it, man, this music is awesome. This music is so awesome. And again, you're going to hear, uh, you know, I didn't, I forgot to mention it in a few of the, the previous tracks, particularly the, the regular uh, Surface sr 388. Uh, you're going to hear more of those like kind of explodey sound effects and stuff woven in as part of the song. Uh, and I think it just works incredibly well here. So here's the original version from the Game Boy Metroid 2 Return of Samus ending. Enjoy. I love it so goddamn much (laughs) oh it's the bass line that really gets me it's the bass that is so it's it's freaking majestic man (laughs) it's so good especially right at the end there where it just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing um and just just bumping up to the next octave and the next octave and i love it when especially when game boy music takes the bass and, and really increases the octave. It, it's, it's such a it's such a bold thing to do. It's so risky because it goes so terribly wrong. But when it gets <laughs> right, when they do it right, like in this song, especially at the end there, it's just, oh, God. And it just ends on the most perfect, you know, CNX mission. It's so... <laughs> To be continued?
1: Question mark?
0: I mean, obviously you know it's to be continued because you just put a baby Metroid on your spaceship and flew away. (laughs) What,
1: what what, did they both live happily ever after? What's next? What's next? Just me and my baby Metroid (laughs) coming to CBS this fall.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man, just listen, man! Listen to this. If if my camera was on, and you'd just see me just sitting with my head back, big dumb smile on my face, waving yeah. my arms around like a conductor because I love this, I love this music so much. I love this track. I love every piece of it. There's, I'll have to put a link in the show notes to it. There's a um, uh, it's not from a game, so I didn't include it here, but there's a um, a remix of this on uh, Overclock remix um mm. I'll, have to, I'll put it in the show notes i don't remember who who did it off the top of my head and i i, I haven't listened to it in a while but it's a really 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 good remake of this song um I, i'm sorry i'm babbling uh please matt <laughs> <laughs> what are your feelings on this track um
1: i think you've encapsulated them all now you know what again it this goes back it it it's really a testament to how good music was on the game boy it's it's such a great track and Again, going thematically with what uh, your character is going through, or what you're doing as a player. It's the perfect like triumph music. It starts off very triumphant. It it stays very vigilant like, yeah, man, we did it and it's going to be awesome. And then you, just like you said, it it finishes on a high note very much like, we'll see you next time. And it's, it's like perfect for that. It's perfect ending credits music. It doesn't. Really get much better than that. Uh, well, well
0: said. Um, <laughs> I had. A little, I don't know. I don't know. I had a moment to say about it. Uh, while you were talking. I looked up the the OC remix one that I was talking about. It's a. It's called Metroid Two Anthem of a Metroid Hunter, uh, and it's by Big Giant Circles. And I just listened to about four seconds of it. I was like, Oh my god! I forgot how good this was.
2: <laughs> it's super right, cool because so you- it
0: actually starts with the um. The, the baby Metroid music and then oh okay segues into the ending music that's, that's so if you're
1: genius. listening to this episode stop here <laughs> check the show notes listen <laughs> yeah, to that head over to OC back.
0: Remix give, give this one a listen and come back yeah uh, 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 well I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that uh, oh I it's am, fantastic uh, cause it's uh it's another one of my favorite pieces. (laughs) It's just hands down. Another one of my favorite pieces. Sure. Uh, so now let's see what the other guys did with it. Um, because this is, that is a very unique piece of music, um, for the rest of Metroid. Um, much like the original Metroid, it is a very happy piece of music, Mm -hmm. uh, just like the original Metroids ending. So, um, it's it's odd it you know it's kind of sticks out a little bit because of that and uh it's cool to hear what the other guys did with it so let's move on to credits from am2r
1: Just as fantastic as the first one.
0: <laughs> it's pretty darn cool. Uh, my my only gripe with this one is uh, I, I feel like this was, the, this was really the only track in the entire game of AM2R. And again, I do not want to take the slightest bit of credit away from um, <laughs> Dr. M64 for the stunning masterpiece that is AM2R. But I feel like this one was the only track that I could really hear this game's lack of budget in. Um, hmm. because that synthesized trumpet noise, it, it just, it sounds like a synthesized trumpet to me and the right. composition is around it is, is all great. It's arranged as well as can be, but you can tell that this is, this is a result of the tools that were available. And, uh, I feel like this doesn't quite work as well as it could. Um, hmm. there are also some, some weird uh, choices that he made with the bass line, and considering, I, I think they all work. Don't get me wrong. I they really do. Um but just considering how much I love the exact baseline of the original one and the way all those notes kind of meld together, uh th- th- I found uh, bits of this one a bit off putting to me. But um Okay. I did still I do again. I still really enjoy it. We're talking about uh, c- comparing two things that I genuinely enjoy, but uh it's, to my money this one this one was definitely a, a bit of a flawed track.
1: Okay. I mean, I uh, I see, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe I need another side by side listen. Um, I found it was very much like the original, so maybe that's a testament to what you're saying to um, budgetary con- restraints of uh, Am. Uh, but uh, I don't know, it was it was good. It again, it serves its purpose. You just beat the game. Let's mm-hmm. have a big, triumphant ending. It has the same feel, the same um, vibration, if you will. I thought it was good. Um, I'll, uh, I'll reserve all my, con- my my choice till I hear this last one.
0: All right, cool. Well, then, here we go. Uh, our last track of the night. Here is Staff Credits from Metroid Samus Returns. In, fa- in fairness, mm-hmm. this track is... Uh, the other tracks are about two minutes long. This is almost four minutes long because mm-hmm. there's so many more credits in this game. You've got the team at Mercury, Steam, and the team at Nintendo. So this song does have a bit of an unfair advantage. Well, But what uh, they uh, yeah. did with that extra space <laughs> is really incredible you know they they started calling back to you know the theme of samus from super mm-hmm. Metroid they mm-hmm. started calling back to uh they even at that that very last bit in the end surface of s r three eighty eight notes were starting to be thrown in there mm-hmm. uh, it's really, it's almost
1: an overture moreover uh its own individual track
0: that's very true yeah, it's a good point it 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 does it yeah wow, didn't even think of that you're absolutely right. <laughs>
1: not you know and that, and that doesn't take away from it cuz um you, know, you see a broadway show they give you an overture at the beginning of every act um I, it's a fantastic track and yeah you're right it's it's a little unfair in that it gets an extra minute or so but you're right what they've done with it is fantastic all the callbacks to some of the more prominent themes and melodies um well done it's again i i stick with overture and i i think it was very well done but um it, it's funny in listening to all three of them, I thought that and, – and this may be getting a little uh, off topic, but I thought it had a bit of a, a Legend of Zelda quality to it in that mm. it's this epic, triumphant, uh, kind of almost fanfare-esque uh, portion to it that is uh, very jo- uh, jovial, jubile, jubilee-esque, uh, rather. Jubilant. Uh, <laughs> jubilant. That's Thank you. <laughs> English isn't my first language. Um <laughs> you know, celebratory uh, <coughs> passages. And, and, you know, this last one was, there's no shortage of that either. And they, they brought that melody in and it, it's great. I will say this. Uh, Samus Returns, you almost had me. You almost had my point, especially when it dropped off and it went back to the original Samus um, theme. You, I was so close to giving you the point, but I will say, the original Game Boy gets my vote. Wow! Yeah, mine too. There it is, man. And
0: you know what it is? It's the me. way it ends. Uh, for yes, me. it's the, yes. The way it ties <laughs> up in the original one. None of the remakes nailed the way it ties up no. quite as well as the original one does. It's it's concise to the point, but it is so majestic. It is so fantastic mm-hmm. that climb in the bass notes. And just really just ends on such a wonderful, wonderful note there. Um, Yeah, my point goes to uh, Metroid 2 as well. So uh, the final tally is Metroid 2 at 4, AM2R at 2, and Samus Returns at 4. So um, we have a a two-way tie there. And uh, honestly, if I could have given a point to those two uh, uh, unique songs, I would have given my point to AM2R. Uh, on the hydro station one, nothing against yes. that lower Brinstar one, but shit, man, that hydro <laughs> that hydro station was something else. Now, nah, you know what? I'll, I'll agree with you.
1: I the hydro station track is,
0: and if we're both giving our point to that, then that ties everything up. Four points Once for again, each version. Uh, Look at that, man! And that's oh, well. that's a wonderful thing. That's a, nah, because yeah, that's yeah, really what this th- this really breaks down to is that we're we're talking about three different games that essentially out of their core have these same songs in them and mm-hmm. each one of them does something differently. Right. Uh, yeah. It's really, really incredible. I mean, and especially considering that AM2R was essentially a one man game. I know there were other people involved uh, overall, but at the end of the day, Milton Guasti, I can apologize if I'm butchering your name at the end of the day, this was Milton's thing. It was 10 years worth of work on his part. And the fact that he made something that is on par with an actual Nintendo product and yeah. the polished department and everything, it feels like an, a legit Metroid game. That is just an, an, astonishing feat. And the fact that Mercury steam after making the let's, let's say somewhat subpar, uh, is still decent, but somewhat subpar 2d Castlevania game on 3ds, the Lords of shadow mirror of fate. um, Having them team up with uh, Nintendo to make a Metroid game could have been uh, quite, could have been slightly disastrous. You know, the last Metroid game that Sakamoto worked on was uh, Other M for Wii, which
2: mm-hmm. was
0: partnered with Team Ninja, and that did not go extraordinarily well. Uh, yeah. This did. <laughs> this...
1: No, yeah, much to its credit, this did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Metroid 2 is such a strange story. Of a of a video game, you know. I mean, it's it's a it's a Nintendo game that came out in America first. Um, unlike uh the other, you know, uh, Kid Icarus, which is kind of like Metroid's cousin, its sequel didn't come out in Japan at all. Uh, right, but uh, it did come out here in America, and, and a lot of similar situations. I can't wait to do a Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters episode. I love that game. Ooh. Um, but uh. Metroid 2 is just such a weird thing and it's it's a strange game. It's the, probably the well until uh what was it um Federation Force came out it was probably the Ugh. least played Metroid uh uh title <laughs> in the series. And uh Federation Force. Oh, <laughs> <well>, that game.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't uh,
0: I haven't even played that game yet. And that's that's nah. saying something. I haven't even sniffed it. Uh it's the <laughs> only Metroid game I don't own, but uh, uh that's probably a good so, reason for that. <sighs> So, there you have it um that is the that is the music of Metroid Two Return of samus, like I said, there were a couple of tracks that we left out, but I think in
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh you know, uh, those are definitely tracks that you should seek out there're you know you can find them on YouTube and other various places on the internet i i, I definitely rec- recommend seeking them out. I also recommend playing the original game um and and really all three versions of this uh much like zero mission um samus returns. And to an extent, AM2R uh, kind of negate the original game, um, just as far as like they're just so much better as games than the originals. Um, that being said, there is still there is still value in playing the original Metroid 2 um, just because it is still so unique. the The remakes are so different from the original that there's a certain uniqueness to it, and uh, it's it, I, I do think it's worth seeking out. It is available on the 3DS Virtual Console, so it is readily available. Um, to play if you want to grab yourself the original Metroid 2. AM2R is a little bit more difficult to seek out uh, because it, it technically is not allowed to exist, but like I said before once something is on the internet, it does not leave, so if you know who to talk to, there's there's ways to get AM2R and Metroid Samus Returns is on store shelves now, go buy it uh, if you've got a 3DS, go buy it and uh, by all means um, I'll be linking to uh, the uh, D- Dr. M64's uh, SoundCloud page uh, you can buy the AM two to our soundtrack, I think, or maybe you can just download it for free. I don't. I honestly don't remember. But if it is for sale, I throw some money at this guy because he deserves it, absolutely oh, yeah. without question. Yeah, um,
1: fantastic. It, just, just real quick, like his work, um, on on bringing these these tracks, these old tracks, up to you know a, a more modern, uh, I guess, modern platform. Like all the hands down to him, he did a fantastic job.
0: I could could not agree more. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Just wonderful stuff. And look, I'm I, I just, <laughs> as evidenced by this episode and the previous Metroid episode, I'm a I'm a, a fanatic of this series, and I I adore it with every fiber of my being. And boy, the next time we talk Metroid, we're going to be doing Super Metroid. So that's kind of exciting. Oh uh, <laughs> hell yeah!
1: I am <laughs> but, so pumped for that.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't even. Uh, I hope we get to it this year. Uh, <laughs> just, there's just uh, we, so many other we things we laugh, to do. but
1: uh, it's a very Strong possibility.
0: Nice, you never know. There's so many other games to get to, but um, yeah, uh, I'm really glad we did this one. I think this was a, we could not have possibly picked a better uh, game for our fiftieth fiftieth uh, episode.
1: And and if I may interject for one moment, um, what is this now? My fourth or fifth episode? I don't know. <laughs> nah, I'm not counting, but this is your fiftieth. So I want to say congratulations. That's- 50, Thank you very much. is a milestone. It is a milestone. Especially in podcasting. Yeah.
0: It's it's not a it's not a weekly show. So um no. you know, considering how how little time uh, I, I get to actually devote to this, like this episode's long and these episodes yeah. keep going long, and I do apologize if anyone listening doesn't like long podcasts, but it's I have so much fun doing this. It's it's really But if
1: you break it up over a five day week on your commute, it's
0: fantastic. Like, there you go. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> Uh, all right well uh let's see that do you do you have any final thoughts for us matt
1: uh you know i really don't i mean you you always manage to say a lot of what i'm thinking so a lot of what you've said i would only be mirroring and i mean you know get out there and play these metroid games man just from from fans like me and chris we we can't say enough great things about just the universe that was created and and the games that that go with it um you know, and, and, you know, I think one of the things we do here with the show is we, we pick what we think is some of the best music from whatever game it is or genre <coughs> of games. And I, my hope is that when you listen to this, you think the stuff's good and it causes you to go out and seek out more. So if we can raise awareness for some stuff that maybe perhaps you've only thought about or never even heard of you know here we are me and chris we're we're turning each other on to things we we've never heard before games we haven't played i hope we're doing the same thing for you and and you know let us know man um hearing from that that gentleman talking about the gremlins 2 soundtrack was great and we love to hear from you guys listening to us and we appreciate you sticking out the you know 2 hours that we ramble on and just gush over music so agreed yeah that's that's all i got for this one man
0: all right. Well, in that case, that's going to be our show. Join us next time where Matt will make his very first pick. Yeah, uh, buddy. What What is it going to be, Matt? What are we listening to next time? Oh,
1: man. The Sega Genesis Classic Streets of Rage.
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. I was telling Matt right before the show uh, when he told me what the what his pick was. This is something that I don't have a ton of experience with. Obviously, I know Streets of Rage. I've played it, and I do know the soundtrack and love it, but Mm -hmm. I don't have a big nostalgic connection to it, so it wasn't even on my radar. Like, this is not a game I would have picked, and I'm so excited to listen to it (laughs) because... I know it's one of those soundtracks that I haven't listened to enough of, and people talk really, really highly of it, so it's going to be a kick-ass episode. I'm really excited. Pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> All right. As always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on the video games we discussed here today, So if you do, and you can do so on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information on uh, the next games we'll be listening to, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at and while you are at it check out all our social media channels which you should totally follow like and subscribe to if you haven't already and be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at com, including the other stuff i've involved at like the stone age gamer podcast in this week's episode and matt is involved in uh, ring the bell the wrestling series which i think as we're recording a new episode is going up i don't know sometime in the next few hours so yeah uh, should be good stuff. So um, we're gonna play you out tonight with a special bonus track from the AM2R soundtrack. Um, this is this is really cool. So when I got the AM2R soundtrack, as soon as it was, uh, as soon as I finished beating the game, I try not to get soundtracks for games until after I've played them. Uh, so as soon as I finished beating it, I went right over to to try and download whatever version of the soundtrack was still available to me to get. And um, at the end of it, there's a track called Bonus Track SR388. Um and it is just a beautiful piano arrangement of various songs for the Metroid 2 soundtrack. Uh it's done by somebody named Torbjorn Brandrun Brandrud The Apologies. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That uh, was tough. I couldn't find much information on him. Uh I went to his, uh, I think, SoundCloud page, and it was just this track. So um, (laughs) I got nothing on who this guy is uh, or anything, um, but it is a gorgeous piece, and I can think of no better way to send you on your way. So uh, we're going to leave you with that. Thank you very much for listening, and on behalf of Matt and myself, good night.
1: AMR 2 or another Metroid 2 remake was a 2R. Oh, crap. AMR 2R. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long night.
0: Another Metroid remake 2. <laughs> yes.
1: AMR 2 or another Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so used to ringing the bell and I'm thinking like, all right, these are all ending up with the bloopers at the end. <sighs> okay. AMR2 or another Metroid 2 remake.
0: How are you doing this?
1: AM Oh my god. I... Oh my god. <laughs> the pro- the problem is I'm not doing this. This is the problem. <laughs> Son of a beasting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now now we got a case of the giggles. All right. Metroid Samus's return was released in September 2017. Samus returns. Son of a beasting. <laughs> <laughs> Metroid Samus Returns was released in September 2016 for the Nintendo 3DS 2017 oh my god oh my <laughs> god how do I read books maybe I should become a slow reader again alright this is terrible
2: this is hilarious <laughs> I know
1: it's so bad it's good All right, I love it <laughs> Metroid Samus Returns was released in September of 2016 for the Nintendo 3DS. Did I do it again? Oh, I f- did it again. <laughs> oh my god. There wasn't this much reading in the specials. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs>